Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. I'm Dr. Jasmine. I'm so excited you decided to join me today. This podcast season has been phenomenal, and I'm so excited to have had some great global girls on the podcast to have some great and dynamic conversations. And this conversation today is no less. This conversation is going to be great, and I'm so happy to have with me Miss Heidi Della Cruz. She is a Christian believer, wife, mom, author, poet, and host of the American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants podcast. Her faith plays a major role in everything she does. She uses her gifts to encourage people through faith-based podcasts, through blog posts, poetry, and life's lessons learned from her experiences. Her parents were immigrants from the Dominican Republic, so she knows firsthand the struggles that immigrants go through in this country. Her mission is to raise awareness about immigration and to share the good news of Jesus Christ, which is very close to her heart. And might I add this episode content, talking about immigration is also very close to my heart because I am also the child of an immigrant. My father, as I have said in other episodes, is from Sierra Leone. And this conversation is going to be so great, so dynamic, and I look forward to whatever Heidi wants to share with us today. So Heidi, would you please, please, please introduce yourself to the Girl Go Global community? Man, that was beautiful. My goodness. Um, hi, everyone. I am Heidi de la Cruz. I am the host, like you stated, of the American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants podcast. I'm wife, mother, uh, writer, um, business owner, and just all, wearing all the hats, all the, doing all the things with a very important mission um, to change the narrative of immigration to a more compassionate and empathetic way, to a more Jesus approach is what I like to say, um, to provide a safe space for migrants to share their journey, and then also just educate um, on the actual process of immigration and what they go through once they actually get here into the United States. So that is a little bit about me. Awesome. I want to thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for your interest. I'm pleased to have this conversation. And so let's jump right into it. I'm so interested in learning a little bit more about the narrative. You say the yes. narrative that I guess it's people, the culture, if you will, um, how they perceive immigrants. Um, maybe yeah. you have some um, things you want to share with us, and I'm happy to hear with whatever the the what we believe, the social constructs, if you will. Please share. Yeah. What is the yes. narrative? So the narrative usually that is put out there um, in, about immigration is not is negative. It's not a positive light, right? And it's kind of unfortunate just because we know the history of our, our country. We know that it's made up of um, immigrants. Um, so just um, whenever there's like, you know, a major headline in the news or a major event when it comes to immigration, it's just always very biased depending on which sources you're getting your um you know your news from and that's just like the media here in general right it's just all biased um very opinionated and i like to get to the facts i like to get to like okay what is actually happening you know so 
this came about um, in 2019, God put it in my heart to start a podcast. And I was mm -hmm. going to do, you know, just have a, a girlfriend come on or people, you know, you connect online and just highlight the good things that they're doing in their lives. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't celebrate themselves, right? Like they just go on with their day to day and don't really realize like you're making an impact in your life, you know, um, in other people's lives, whether you, you know it or not. So that's what initially was going to be. And that was back in 2019 and 2020, we know like the whole pandemic, the world shut down. So I wasn't able to launch it then. 2021, I was pregnant with my son and I had a rough pregnancy. So I was just focusing on my health. And then in 2022, I was like, okay, it's been a few years. God has put this in my heart. Like this is, I'm going to launch it. So because I'm a writer, I write on the platform medium. So I also, you know, read a lot of articles from other writers. And there was one article that that I came across. It was this uh, writer from Kenya. Um, she was an immigrant and she described how each cultural shock that she experienced here in the United States really diminished her culture, her her confidence. Right. And so I just read that article and it just really impacted me because I was like, people don't talk about that. People don't talk about like how they how the immigrants feel once they get here um what cultural shocks they experience how is it like really living and navigating a whole new country new culture um new language and do they have people to help them do they not do they figure it out on their own like what is the struggles that they actually and challenges that they go through so i remember after reading that article i was asking my husband because he's also an immigrant from the dominican republic and i had asked him he had came he came when he was nine and I was like, hey, do you remember like your first memory of coming to the United States, like how you were feeling? And he vividly remembered and he's like in his 40s now. And that was when he was nine. So he still vividly remembers that. And that's because it's like so impactful. So he told me like his memories, what he was feeling, how he was like so in awe that everything was so big here. And how, like just listening to him, I was like, that's a podcast episode right there. Just just listening to your memory and how you were feeling. So that's when I was like, okay, this is what the podcast is going to be about. I want to highlight immigrant stories. Mm. Um, and so that's when the American dream in the eyes of immigrants was born. I know it's such a long name, but it's just like, I really feel, you know, that the American dream is different seeing it from immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. Because they leave their home country looking for a better life, looking for the opportunities, looking for what this country offers that other countries don't offer. So it's just been that, it's just been changing the narrative to a more compassionate and empathetic way because I really feel that if we sit down and listen to these stories, we can put ourselves in their shoes and try to imagine just a little bit like what they went through because unless you go through that journey you you don't know and that and that can be true for anything right unless you've experienced something impactful or anything like that like you don't know what it's like but if we sit down and listen to to people their stories and what they go through their journey we can really be compassionate and empathetic and be like wow like that, that's a lot to go through, you know, to come to a country or that's a lot to go through to start all over. So that's that's the narrative that I'm trying to bring with it comes to immigration. Mm. That's good. That's so interesting. Um, there's a lot of talk about immigration here in, in the U.S., a lot of talk. Mm -hmm. um, yes. <laughs> the, just a lot of talk about how the policy should be structured and, and all of that. There's a lot of talk about people coming over the borders and mm -hmm. all of that thing. Um, so 
when you talk about narrative, you know, what what would you want to say to uh, Americans who were born here who have just different differences of opinions about the process and policies of immigration? Mm-hmm. And what can you share about that narrative? Because we have narratives and, and I, I have compassion for the immigrant and I also have compassion for people who are Americans who are living along these borders. And oh yeah. People oh, coming yeah. into their neighborhoods and yes. they're like, where are these people coming from? They're yes. like, you know, like literally <laughs> yes. I have I see I I'm empathetic mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. all discussions, you know. Yeah. I'm bipartisan. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Me what too. I mean is what would you say to both audiences? We got people who mm-hmm. say let them in. They all, everybody's <laughs> welcome. And then you say, okay, no, we want to let them in, but we want to have processes in place. Yep. To, that's, that's where I'm at. Yes. Like, so mm-hmm. talk about that from mm-hmm. your perspective in your community as a child of immigrant parents, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts about that? So it can, it can definitely get, you know, emotional it can definitely bring up emotions just because of the policies and everything. So in my podcast, we don't get into the politics of things. We just share the stories. Um, but I have had um, attorneys come on and they, mm. um, one particular, he was, uh, you know, he was born here and, you know, he does immigration work. So he, his episode was specifically to educate on like, what are the process that um, what are the ways that people can come here? Like, what is the process? How long does it actually take? So pretty much education, right? And then I've had two other immigrant um, immigration attorneys. Um, one of them was an immigrant. She came from Colombia and she was able to, you know, go to law school. And because of the process that her family went through is why she became an immigration attorney. So she was sharing her journey and then a little bit of like what she does um, and things like that. And then I had another attorney. She actually did um, work in Egypt um, as part of, um, she worked with refugees in Egypt. And so that was part of her, you know, immigration work. So getting into the policies and, and change, what I like to do is to educate so people actually know what the process is, what the policies are. And the thing is that they change all the time. Mm-hmm. Each administration comes in and they can reverse what the previous administration did. And so what I had learned from the first immigration attorney was like, it cases take years, mm-hmm. right? Depending if it's an asylum case, depending if it's a family petition, if it's a, a work sponsorship, they take years to be completed. So our administrations changes every four or eight years, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say a case was filed eight years ago. So that could be like, you know, two or three administrations and they change the policies. That case, they have to, by the time that it gets to the judge's hands, they have to go with what policy is in place now once they got the case, not the policy that was in place when when the, um, the case was filed, which was mind blowing to me because that means that they could file the case. It could be legit, like they like you know. But then the rules change as to like you know why the case is valid or not, and then that person is you know no longer eligible to be here anymore. Mm. So I really focus on the education side of things. I definitely 
see both sides um, to things. Like, yes, there's people fleeing um, hardship in their own countries. There's people fleeing um, to get a better life here in the United States. But the process to actually like get everybody's, um, you know, asylum cases and everything is broken. Like it's mm -hmm. really, really backlogged. It definitely needs reforms. We need to come up with a better solution and how to do this. Um, I have a family that I know, they have, they came to the United States about to be eight years ago, seeking asylum. Um, they filed their case. Um, I don't remember the time frame as when they got here, but their case was just now heard from an immigration attorney. So they've mm. been waiting eight years. Wow. And she informed me that, okay, the case was heard, but now they have to wait at least two more years to see if they are approved or not. Okay. So they've been living almost a decade in limbo, not knowing if they're gonna be able to be here in the United States, right? Because if their case is not approved, they can they can appeal it and everything, but they they would have to leave, right? Because they're it's not approved. So there's just so much that can happen while you're filing your case. Um, I had a, a guest also. She came. I can't remember which country she came from, but she came with her family, and they they were gonna try to file without an immigration attorney, but at the end they decided to hire one because you know that's expensive in itself. Mm -hmm. So they hired an immigration attorney, and once um, the immigration attorney was looking at their case, everyone's papers were good except for hers, and they had no idea why. So all of a sudden she was undocumented in this country when they were they were fine to come here. And so that's another thing that a lot of people don't understand, um, you know, when they throw these terms around like illegal aliens or undocumented and things like that. It's just like it's very dehumanizing to use those terms because we don't know what happened in that process. Again, she came here with her family. Everything was fine. They were submitting the case and then all of a sudden her paperwork was like, like ghost, like gone. So that really like affected her, um, you know, in every sense, she like pretty much wanted to disappear. She like didn't want to cause like any scene, like she didn't want like anyone to know obviously or anything like that until they got it fixed. But for so many years, like she wasn't able to go to college. She wasn't able to do a lot of things. She wasn't able to drive, right? Because if you're undocumented, you can't get a license. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't able to drive. So there was just a lot of things that limit her and it was, nothing that it was like their fault it was out of their control so that's where i like to stick with just like sharing the story um getting facts and trying to educate on what the actual process is uh definitely you know agree um yes we can't we can't take everybody obviously and but if we really look at the numbers the the acceptance rate of asylum seekers are is really really low it's actually less than 50% of people that actually get accepted um, for asylum. Um, and also it depends on like, you know, which state you file in. Um, but it's, yeah, the acceptance rate for asylum seekers is very, very low. So those are the types of stuff that I like stay um, active with, like, you know, listening to attorneys who are actually doing the work who are like in, you know, the day-to-day -day things and just getting the facts, getting um, down to like, okay, what is actually happening? How does this actually work? To educate so people are aware of what is actually going on because 
you know, depending, like I said before, like depending on where you get your sources from, it can be very biased, biased. And it's like, I want to stem away from fear, right? Like this, just fearing others that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, like we're all made in the image of God mm-hmm. and those people who are coming are God's children as well. You know, and it's just like I, I just want that compassion and, and empathy for those people because it's not an easy journey to do. It's not easy to just like, you know, decide, okay, I, I, we have to leave our country because, you know, we don't have food or we have to leave our country because we don't have clean water. We have to leave our country because our government is corrupt, you know, like, you know. So it's just, it's a very, very tough decision. And then obviously there's a lot of people who come as kids. They don't have a choice. Their parents made that choice for them. And it's like, you know, you have to listen to what your parents say if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a child, like you, you can't decide. So it's been, there's been some guests that like, you know, the choice was obviously made for them and some of them were teenagers. So there's like, you're literally like erupting my life right now, like to move <laughs> to a new country that I don't know anyone, I don't know the language. And then some come as kids, kids, like the only country that they know was the United States. Like they can say like, yeah, I'm I'm from Mexico, but I don't remember Mexico. I don't remember, you know, living there or anything like that. So it's it's very, very complex. So that's the narrative um, that I try to stick on to educate and just Mm. provide facts of what the actual issues are. Mm -hmm. Because I I do think like the average person who is not in government or doesn't understand public policy or is just kind of like watching the news, Mm -hmm. some of the messaging or content may go over their heads. Oh, yeah. That um, don't make them fully well-rounded or versed in the terminology. or the experiences of others. I do think, you know, most people are compassionate toward the the wants, needs, and desires of others. And, you know, most people don't want to see people living in conditions that are inhumane and things of that nature. Um, So I do think that there's a level of compassion there. I mean, at least in my circles, there is compassion. Yes, no, yes. Um, I will say that my family members who are also immigrants, mostly from Af- West Africa, um, they, 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 make, they make no qualms about it being very challenging. You know, I have cousins who have to, I guess they, they win a lottery to oh, yeah. come over mm-hmm. to the United States and they have to have a sponsor when they get here. But they get a rude awakening when they get here and like it's not easy as tv or the news made it seem or like this land of golden opportunity mm-hmm. you gotta get up every day and find something to do to make money yep. in order to survive there there's no well, free ride in the fancy cars people say <laughs> you know yes. so i think there is some education on the part of uh you know, immigrant and people who are desiring to come to the United States that they need to know it's not as easy as you think, you yes. know, so mm-hmm. like in some African countries, you should, you just point to some land and you start building a house. You start mm. getting some clay and some materials and you build a house and you're, if you stay there long enough, it'll be like, you know, 
eminent domain almost okay this is my house everybody you can kind of encroach on other people's land and that's not the case here you can't just you know i mean we're experiencing a lot more homelessness now where you can go kind of pinch a tent but you can't just go in the average neighborhood and just say Mm -hmm. that you you want to take a piece of land here and start to Mm -hmm. build material get some materials from the bush or from (laughs) the land and build no because you know i went to sierra leone back in february and they have a lot of kind of makeshift housing Mm. where people are just taking materials and uh erecting places to stay yeah but when you when you come to the u.s you don't you just don't do that yeah so i Mm -hmm. think i had a lot of people you know in talking to family members or friends that would come visit while i was there like asking me different questions about the lifestyle here and i'm ha- i have to tell them that it's it's totally different than yeah what you think it is not as easy as you might think what are your yeah. thoughts there about just kind of educate educating the people who say they want to come here because oh, while yes. this is the land of opportunity it is also not an easy land oh, to, no. <laughs> to navigate what are your yes. thoughts so when i first started this podcast i didn't I was you know my target audience is you know here in the United States right and what I didn't realize is how global podcasts are right and so I was looking at my stats and I'm like oh my gosh a lot of people outside of the United States are listening to this so um right now it's been listened to over 80 countries so what I started to do was ask my guests to provide advice for anyone who may be thinking about moving to the United States, which I thought was like, wow, like if people are listening out he, outside of the United States, they can hear these stories and, and hear the struggle and hear like, okay, like, yes, it's the land of opportunity, but it's, it's hard. The journey is hard. So I have asked guests to like, you know, provide advice, um, for anyone who may be thinking of moving to the United States and the advice had like I remember someone was like think about it like really think about it (laughs) really like weigh your pros and cons because you know is it really worth it is what is what she said um like to have them just really think like is it worth it um because again it's just it's not hard it's not easy not easy at all so that's definitely I love that God has provided the how we are able to network and talk to people. And honestly, I never really thought of the podcast being listened to outside the United States. But like now that it is, it's like, okay, now it's like a different, now like a kind of like a different uh, different approach that I didn't think about when I first started. It's like, okay, you know, maybe there are people listening who may be thinking about, um, or maybe there are people who lived here and you know decided to to go back. So I feel like it's um, yeah, it's just very it's something to keep in the back of my mind, just for like those who are listening outside of the United States, educating like, hey, this is what this person went through and and things like that. Yeah, I, I'm a lot of my cousins, they just they, they admit it's the life is hard, you know, you know, a lot of times I've also heard people who live in like Caribbean island or African countries, they talk about the pace is much different than in the Oh, US, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And so they're used to kind of moving at a slower pace. When mm-hmm. you come here, if you if you don't if you don't pick up the pace, you yeah. be left behind, you know. <laughs> Because my my father, 
um, is currently in Sierra Leone um, on holiday. And, um, you know, he likes to go just to kind of relax and unwind and be at this mm-hmm. little pace versus mm-hmm. when he's here and having to be on the move, if you will. Yeah, It's definitely mm-hmm. a different lifestyle, a different culture, but we do also have a lot of people, I would say, moving in, uh, internationally, leaving the United States to live in other countries. So yeah. um, I'm also seeing that. I do see myself at some point, you know, living internationally. To Me some too. Degree. Um, yes. So... <laughs> you know, I, I get it, you know, and it's so interesting if you, if, but if I were to ask you, you know, what does immigration from your perspective look like through the eyes of Jesus Christ? Like, Oh, what are your thoughts there? Like, mm-hmm. what would we always say? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? I, I, I definitely understand that we, the Bible says that we are to go into the other parts of the earth to preach the gospel, to spread the good news. Mm-hmm. But I also understand how in the Bible, in the Bible days, they protected their land, protected. Yeah. They, they erect, erected walls, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they protected their lands and protected their, their countries. And they had different domains, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. different kingdoms. So mm-hmm. what would Jesus say about what do you think Jesus would say about how we are handling immigration, particularly in the United States? We can't really, I can't personally speak to any other country, but what mm-hmm. would Jesus say? That is a really, really good question. And I am currently like educating myself more into what the Bible says about immigration. I am currently doing a Bible study um, about that. Like, what does the Bible say about immigration? Um, it's a Bible study from the group uh, Women of Welcome. I found them on Instagram, and that is what they do. They um, approach immigration in, from a biblical perspective mm. and, and things like that. So while reading this Bible study, it has made me see Jesus and his mom and Joseph, like, in a in a different light because, you know, they it says like, you know, Jesus himself was a refugee. Like they had to escape Bethlehem when he was born because the king um, set out for all the children, the boys two years and younger to be killed. So it was like, you know, I never really thought of Jesus like that. And, you know, in his ministry, he moved around a lot and he went to different countries. And it was like, you know, just, it was never, presented to me that way before like Jesus was an immigrant you know and I was like wow that's that's an interesting way of looking at it and there's you know different bible um, stories and and things that have immigration um in it but I I know that there's a lot of people who are compassionate and empathetic when it when it comes to that towards immigrants and refugees but unfortunately there's a lot of people who aren't um, I want to say that us as believers, as followers of Christ, we have to, you know, obviously do our best to be Jesus, Jesus-like, although, you know, we know it's hard because we're humans and, and we, we're flawed and, and Jesus is the only perfect human that walked on this earth. But just, I think that he would want us to be more compassionate and empathetic towards the, um, to see, to see them immigrants and refugees and asylum seekers to see them as Jesus, to see them as our brothers and sisters, though they're made in the image of God. Um, they just, I mean, I don't even know, just uh, be just 
love, just be loving, right? Just try to help where we can mm-hmm. um, with anything that we do, right? So I think that's how he would approach it and how he sees it. Just there's always room for us to be better. There's always room to to grow. Um, so I would want, I think he, I, he would want us to be more intentional with reading his word, um, asking him to show us how we can be better, how we can be more compassionate, be more empathetic, how we can be more like him. Although it's it's a struggle, it's an everyday, you know, struggle and everything, but I think that's how he would see it now. So interesting. This is such a good conversation, uh, the beginning of a dialogue for me in particular. And I, I don't always necessarily think of many of my family members as immigrants, but they are. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been able to come to the United States and make good lives as dual citizens. Um, yeah. And I think I would say that a lot of my family members are they came to the United States and made good lives for themselves, but they also are now uh, seeing value in their home country, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. In ways that are taking them back. Um, they did not necessarily, um, well, I, well, my family's from Sierra Leone, so some of them did flee Sierra Leone due to civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was already here, but I have some cousins who were, children at the time who are now adults and um one of the reasons why they did migrate to maybe london and then to the u.s was because of civil war mm-hmm. and obviously to you know find better opportunity but as i looked at my family in the uh the value that they themselves have added to the, their countries through their various professions and things of that nature yeah um, I, I have a close connection to the 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 stories of immigrants in ways that some people may not. Yeah. Um, that are first generation American born, if you have if you are parents of immigrants. But I also, like you said, see that we also want to vet and bring into our country, you know people who are going to add the similar value or just be oh, yeah. decent, decent upstanding folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I do understand we need to vet people because, you know, oh, yeah. people with evil intention are always out there through, yeah. and they don't even have to be immigrants, right? It yeah. Just oh, yeah. Anybody. So we just need to, <laughs> yeah. you know, be all always on alert for those types of things as well. But yes. I think um, that is why we have border protection. That is why we have investigators. That is why we have those yes. things in place to put in those constraints um, to make sure that we are all safe. So yes. tell me what gives you the faith to keep spreading the good news about Jesus but also to talk about something on your podcast and other platforms that is near near and dear to your heart in this way. Do you feel like this is your purpose? One of your purposes here on earth is to kind of like spread that good news and also uh, raise awareness about immigration policy and ed- educate people who are not, you know, as versed in various thoughts and terminologies as you might be. Yes, definitely. I didn't realized that this was one of my purposes until like I actually 
got started. Um, you know, when you have like that desire to do something and you like kind of like push it off or like hold on on it, but then it like it increases more and more and like it's like okay I can't shake this you know off that's how I felt with starting the podcast right and so I was actually just thinking earlier this week because I I was writing a little bit of, of my story of like how I got started and it was like you know 2019 like I really wanted to start it but I had no idea what it was going to be and then as I was writing I really realized I was like wow I was like just thanking God I was like wow just thank you for the the opportunity the connections that he's given me and then also the talent it's i i didn't realize i had the talent of being an interviewer until i started you know with the podcast and and i've been you know complimented um one of my guests told too she was like when i listened back to my uh episode i i i shared you know, more than what I initially was going to share. And then she was like, but I didn't feel uncomfortable. I felt safe. Like she mm. felt good to be able to to share that. And so she told me, she was like, that, that's good. You, you really know how to like, you know, give follow-up questions and kind of like make us dig deep. And so I didn't realize, you know, I had this in me until I started the podcast. And obviously it's all thanks to God. Um, it took me a long time to, you know, just figure out what my purpose was, right? Mm -hmm. Like we always like struggling, like, well, what is my purpose when I, what am I supposed to do? And I am thankful that I found one of mine. Um, and it is, you know, educating and just sharing these stories. Um, and also I, I realized like, I love connecting with people. I feel like everyone's story matters. Um, we can learn a lot from other people's journeys and their stories, and I love I love that connection um, with the the people that I've interviewed in in the stories. So I've realized like every single time I do an interview or I'm talking, you know, uh, uh, being a guest, like once I'm done, like I get off with like this high, and I'm just <laughs> like, I was like, just look at God, like yes, thank you, Lord. I'm just very very thankful and and humble that He has provided me the opportunity to to do this that's awesome that is awesome so is there anything you would say i know we've already talked about this a little bit but there, is there mm -hmm. anything you would say um to encourage the heart of immigrants or people who are waiting for their documentation or people who are waiting to hear back from the court system mm -hmm. you know or even to those who need more awareness around this topic. What are your thoughts there? Anything that you would like to share? Any lasting comments to those who may be listening? I would tell them to just keep keep the faith. Stay anchored in God. Stay anchored in his word. Just know that he has a plan for you. And if you know, if you're waiting to hear that answer, and if it's not the answer that you're hoping for, just know he has a plan. Mm -hmm. He has something better. He has Amen. a bigger, it's a, it's a bigger picture that we can't even fathom, right? And just stay rooted in God, the faith in God's word, and he has a plan. Trust him. Amen. Amen. So when I say, Miss Heidi, <laughs> what does it mean for girls to go global? What would you say? Now, you should have a good answer for this question, particularly because you are global. You are a global citizen. 
Um, tell us, what does it mean for girls to go global? I feel like that is following your purpose, following that, that desire that is inside you. God put that in you for a reason. So following that, trusting him, following following to God, just stay rooted in him, following that, that desire, and he will make a way. I love it. So (laughs) I have one last request. Would you offer up a prayer for this country, other countries, and those immigrants and people who are living in countries that are less than they, they hoped for, or they are, they are feeling unsafe. Um, and this change, just pray that God would touch hearts, minds, and spirits to kind of make this world a better place so that people can just feel safe enough to reside in their countries and things of that nature. And, you know, obviously people don't want to just pick up and move it, but if they do travel, let it be for uh, a reason that is uh, joyous. How about that? But would you mind offering up a word of prayer for us? Yes, of course. Lord Jesus, we just give you thanks so much for this opportunity. We give you thanks for this podcast. We give you thanks for this host. We give you thanks for the listeners, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks just for everything that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you will continue to do, Lord Jesus. I just pray that you will provide the encouragement, Lord, to everyone who needs it. Lord, please provide that safe space for those who need it. Please provide the protection coverage, Lord Jesus. I pray that you will lean into those who need you and that they'll be able to feel your presence and get closer to you, Lord Jesus. I pray for the listeners, Lord, um, whoever may be listening to this episode. I pray that their minds and their hearts are open just a little bit more, Lord, to be able to um, bring in these stories, to be able to find opportunities where they may not have seen it before, to spread the gospel, share your word, share the good news to be your hands and feet lord here on earth wherever it is that they may be at lord i pray for those who may be feeling unsafe lord that you will provide that peace that safe space for them lord jesus and for those who are deciding to make that journey here to the united states lord i pray that they do it because you're calling them here lord jesus that they're doing it to follow you and that they're doing it for good purpose. And I pray that you will be with them every step of the way, Lord, so they can get here safely. And I pray that once they get here, that they are um, received by those who will be your hands and feet and who will be able to help them and provide resources for them and just be able to share the gospel with them. Um, Lord, I pray that you will open up our eyes, our minds and hearts to just share more opportunities, to see more opportunities, Lord, to just share your love, your word, your compassion towards all of our brothers and sisters, Lord. We know that life here is hard, but we know that life here is temporary. And we just want to be the best reflection of you that we can. So then once we go home to you, Lord Jesus, you will look at us and tell us, good job. In your name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well done. Thank you. We (laughs) all hope that the Lord Jesus will say when we need him. Yes. Thank you, Heidi, for the work that you're doing in this space. I think that is important and necessary. And I think that you are making a difference in your lane. And so I'm so pleased to have had this conversation with you today. 
Thank you and so much. I look much. forward to possibly connecting next time I'm in, in near Orlando, Florida. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Um, it's a, you know, it's not an easy subject to talk about, but I do think it's important. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all made in the image of God. Thank you so much again, just for your platform and for your listeners. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this has been the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with your friends. Don't keep this content to yourself. Don't keep all that value. You are liking and sharing. That would be great. And don't forget to give me a review. Girl, 